Episode of Reality Tonic. I'm your host Spencer, alongside with the world famous co-host Rob. Rob, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, <laughs> a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie, because you know, you and I, we're just humans, right? Yeah. We're just humans. We haven't gone over to the other side. Um, there's a whole dark, dark scene out there. Sexy vampires, all that stuff. Um, but we are in the presence of a rock star. You know, we've had um, musicians on the show before. We've had professional wrestlers. We've had stand-up comedians, a lot of people in entertainment, but we haven't had a rock star here. Um, the reason why I'm calling you a rock star, sir, is because you are DL Mercury from the soon-to-be world-famous band I Bleed Mercury. DL, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Very good. So, DL, um, I'm going to comment a little bit on you know what it is exactly you do and why we have you on the show, and then I'm going to go over uh, how you look for the people because we have this on YouTube, of course. But for our folks that are driving or listening at home, don't have access to the video content, I would love <laughs> to uh, provide a description. So DL Mercury is the lead singer of the band I Bleed Mercury. They are a cyberpunk vampire sex music kind of genre, or what do you call that? Industrial. You know, I, I think the best way to describe it is just industrial hard rock or metal in the mm -hmm. vein of bands like Ramstein or mm -hmm. Static X. Uh, not not too aggressive, you know, fairly melodic. But yeah, I would just say industrial rock slash metal. All right. So you heard that. That sounds interesting enough and cool. Um, yeah. But folks, again, if you do not have the pleasure of viewing this, um, DL has one side of his head shaved and the other side... Both. His head, oh, both sides of his head shaved. But right now, what I see, wow, gorgeous. Is that blue or purple hair? It's blue. It's blue, nice. gorgeous hair, and it goes, <clears throat> excuse me, all the way down probably to his uh, his, his pectoral muscle there. Um, High soy diet. That's I right. He's a soy boy for sure. And he has beautiful <laughs> yellow eyes. Is that what I see there? Yellow cat eyes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And purple lipstick, blue lipstick. Blue shimmer. Yeah, blue shimmer. Like shiny. And, and because like a, blue is great. What could be better than blue but blue shimmer? That's right. And he is wearing um, a sexy jacket, a sexy shirt. You just have to see it, folks. But he looks the part. And the one thing um, that I would be remiss if I didn't bring up is those beautiful fangs you have in your mouth, sir. Can you show the camera there? Yeah, nice. so folks, you could hear the little click. Though. Oh, yeah, he gave us a little bite. Yes, he is. Um, he has fangs. Are those real fangs? They are. They are. So you walk around like this all the time? You know, it's funny. I get that question from time to time. And uh, actually, I mean, no, that's probably not a surprise. There's this concept called gray man. And it's the idea of going through being able to go through society and more or less be invisible and generally uh i would not be noticed by anyone unless i wanted to be so i could be standing next to you in a bar or you know the train or somewhere out in public and if i didn't want to be noticed then you wouldn't even know that you were standing next to me so most of the time i go about my business uh, fairly low-key interesting so i mean <clears throat> it seems like a lot of work is put into this but it also seems natural in a weird way yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's it's rock and roll, so it, it kind of comes with the territory. And I've been a musician for, you know, well over thirty years now, coming up on geez, thirty five years. Uh, I have played guitar in various metal bands of all sorts, you know, doing some fairly crazy, over the top music. So this is actually pretty tame. Oh, wow. You just could have done in the past. In retirement mode, huh? I like that. So, <laughs> DL, what I find interesting is, you know, you mentioned you've been in the, you've been playing music for a long time. You have this band uh, for folks at home. You might be thinking, all right, so the guy's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a rock star. You know, he, he plays some music. What's the big deal, right? Everybody, you know, anybody can play music. Well, 
DL is interesting because his band has, uh, I found them on TikTok and I looked at the viewership over there. There's like 10,000, you got like 10,000 viewers or something like that. Um, you're growing on Instagram, you're growing on YouTube. Those followers that you have, you seem to have a very, very, very solid fan base. That is true. And we are very surprised at that. Of course, you know, we're, we're very grateful. Uh, it's just been entirely unexpected. Uh, I believe Mercury as a project has existed in some form for nearly 20 years. And it has been something that I have pursued in a sort of on again, off again fashion, attempting and repeatedly failing to try to find people that I can work with to make it happen. And uh, it's just taken so many years for, you know, the stars to align and the gods to be happy or as happy as they will ever be. And uh, it's only been fairly recently, like within the last five, six months that that's happened, that we've been able to line up with other people who have uh, talent and skill sets that we need to make this, you know, a legitimate uh, band and, and the desire to help us, you know, share our vision and, and uh, participate and make it happen because for sure a band ought to be treated like a legitimate business and any business needs a competent team of professionals and skilled people who uh, are willing to apply those skills to, to make the endeavor a success. So it's, it's been very recent for us and we decided to, uh, rather than just as so many bands do, release a song on YouTube or whatever you know social media platform <clears throat> that we would attempt to connect with some people first while we prepared and worked on our first release. And we chose TikTok because TikTok is a platform that has fantastic organic reach, which basically means that at least at this stage, and we don't expect that this is going to last indefinitely, but uh, it means that you can present yourself on the platform and reach a lot of people without necessarily having to pay a ton of money for advertising. And while it is true that we have worked on our aesthetic and our sound and our appearance for many years, working on getting it polished and dialed in, getting to know what our target audience would be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as far as aesthetics, marketing, messaging, and all that, uh, we didn't expect that it would take off like it has, but it absolutely did take off and we're pretty blown away by it. Uh, most of the people in our in our audience, it still sounds very strange to say our fan base, but uh, they are very, very dedicated. They are extremely um, loyal and they are all about, they are all on board with uh, I Bleed Mercury. Uh, a couple of people, maybe even to the extent of <laughs> being maybe a little unbalanced, uh, but we're very grateful for the response. It has just absolutely blown us away. And so just so I'm clear, uh, we're going to ride the wave as long as we can. This wave is just getting started. Um, the reason why I say that is just to be clear, you've been doing this for 20 years, right? Like you said, I believe Mercury in some fashion has, this has been a project. I know we talked on the phone before. This is a 20 year project here. But the reason why I found it so interesting, and as you just mentioned, you have a solid fan base and a couple people that even take it to the next level, it sounds like. True. But yeah. for our viewers that are you know, trying to find I Bleed Mercury and all that stuff, you'll find them. But the one thing you will not find is a song. You guys have not <laughs> released a single mm. song um, in what? It, I'm apparently 20 years. But you have this fan base. Number one, how does that happen? Number two, what do you think of that? Well, a, a couple of things. We have released some demos on other platforms uh, over the years. At this point, we have close to, oh, geez, probably 20 songs total that are already written. Probably 17, 18 of them have, have been demoed. And uh, very little work needs to be done at this point to get those songs ready for public consumption. Um, our intent initially was to see if we could just connect with a few people through social media and then, 
you know, have a few butts in the seats so that when the time comes for us to release that first song, we're not releasing it to an empty room. Mm -hmm. Well, that room filled up way more quickly with way more people than we ever anticipated. And so there's a great deal of pressure now that we did not initially expect to get that, you know, to get our first song released. Uh, but we are working feverishly to that end. Um, I have completed all of my guitar parts and vocals, and we will be sending those tracks off probably uh, if Spidey, our bassist, uh, gets off his ass and gets his uh, bass tracks finished. We'll be sending them to our producer in Germany. Uh, it's a pretty interesting story in and of itself. He, ha he actually had to flee the Ukraine uh, because of everything that's going on there. Had to wow. leave the studio behind and everything. Uh, they just barely safely made it to uh, Germany. They're getting established there. But um, yeah, like I said, if Spidey gets his bass tracks done this week, mm. uh, then we'll send those tracks off to him for mixing and mastering. And then it's probably about three weeks of pre-promotion on Spotify. And if all goes well, dominoes fall the way they should. Uh, that song, that first song should be released before the end of next month. I was curious because you said, like, you know, I believe Mercury has been kind of going on for 20 years and you've played in other bands. Are any of the guys or girls uh, that were in those bands, like, are they any of the I Bleed Mercury members or is it all like new people to you? Interestingly enough, yes. Okay. Uh, so Spidey and I played in a, what started out as pretty much a straightforward meat and potatoes death metal band. Okay. Jeez. I think I joined that band back in 1992. Uh, Spides came in, I think, two years later, and then we moved up to Salt Lake City. Mm. And our sound had started to, to evolve. Uh, we were listening to and being influenced by bands like Deftones and Korn, which were brand new bands. Yeah. You know, in fact, we were around before those bands were a twinkle in anyone's ear yeah. and uh so we kind of uh changed you know our sound evolved but yeah he and i were in a band way back when and um it was as i mentioned earlier it was about five six months ago uh we were he and i were hanging out because we we still live in salt lake city hmm. and and he asked me he says because he and i had discussions regarding i bleed mercury I think it was around 2010, uh, but our respective lives were just such that we we couldn't line up at that time. And uh, he had mentioned, you know, I've got more free time now. I'm curious, are you still doing that I Bleed Mercury thing? I said, well, yeah. And uh, and we just carried the conversation on from that point. He was interested in uh, getting back into music, mm. and and it was a good fit. And uh, he was totally on board with the sound and, and the aesthetic. Uh, obviously, what we're doing is a pretty dramatic departure for, you know, definitely not a death metal band for mm -hmm. sure. You know, the, the intent behind the music is that the music be fun, that it be an escape from all of the, you know, there's so much negativity in the world. We want our music to be a temporary, you know, uplifting, pleasant, fun diversion from you know, kind of the grim reality that we're all stuck in at the moment. So it's definitely not death metal. It's intended to be more commercial and apply or appeal to a much uh, wider audience. And I actually spent a long time working out the aesthetic of I Bleed Mercury because I felt that it was going to be very important if we were going to connect with a broader audience and not be more of a niche or niche niche band, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, death metal appeals to a very narrow segment of the population. Maybe not so much nowadays. You know, people are, I think, generally more into aggressive music now than uh, than they were years ago. But um, for sure, we wanted to appeal to as wide of an audience as possible. So, you know, I think uh, we're a bit more commercial. Mm -hmm. uh, it, our sound is, is a lot more approachable. Uh, the average person can listen to an I Bleed Mercury song and start 
tapping their toe and bobbing their head and actually enjoy it. Whereas uh, that's definitely not the case with more aggressive metal stuff. But yeah, um, it's really interesting to be in a musical project with uh, Spides again after almost 30 years. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a trip that we would come back together and, and line up and be doing this now. You know, so DL, it's, it, it seems like you and I have a lot in common, and I'll tell you why. Because we're both <laughs> leaders, right? I'm the lead singer of this band. Um, like Spidey, like Spides, um, Rob has a tendency to <laughs> kind of drag his feet a little bit, right? Oh, I have a full-time job. Get oh, out of here. Uh, I'm busy, right? <clears throat> but I'm saying the quicker you move, Rob, <clears throat> the quicker we can grow. And yeah. it sounds like you're having the same problem with your uh, basis there. Um, well, it's uh, in gear. It, it is being in a band is challenging for many reasons. Um, and most of just about everything that can go wrong with a band does, you know, a band is a relationship, a series, you know, it's relationships stacked on top of each other. And with each member that you add, you exponentially, I think, increase the possibility for complications. There are uh, relationships with a bandmate significant other that can create a problem. There's substance abuse. There's, you know, psychological issues. There is lack of motivation, laziness, not having a job or money to be able to afford your own equipment. There is, you know, not having your skills as a musician uh, dialed, having more ambition than your skill sets can actually uh, back up. There's so many things that can and do wrong. And as I said, that just becomes more of a complex issue with each bandmate that enters into enter enters into the band. And so yeah, it is really difficult, uh, except that with I Bleed Mercury, I have really endeavored to make it as pleasant of an experience as possible. Um, I've really had to, and this was not always the case with I Bleed Mercury, when I conceived of I Bleed Mercury as, as a concept when I was thinking about what would eventually become I Bleed Mercury way back in like 2000, 2001, it was going to be a project that I exerted complete control over. And it took me years to realize that I would have to be willing to relinquish that control if I was going to attract the kind of people into this thing that I wanted to have. And so I've really made sure that everybody on our team uh, from Tej, who is, she is absolutely amazing. She handles our social media and then some, uh, we could not be doing I Bleed Mercury without her. She has just been an incredible blessing. Our beloved Tej. We love you and adore you so much. I Bleed Mercury would not be possible without you. And we wouldn't be I Bleed Mercury without you in it. Uh, she is so skilled and so motivated and dedicated and loyal. And we would have never had her become a part of our team if I wasn't able to reset my mind, uh, my thinking when it comes to I Bleed Mercury um, and let other people have a, a share of the authority and a share of the say in what goes on. So I have to be really careful not to be a jerk <laughs> and, <how many laughs> and be people? cognizant of the fact that other people have full lives and families and jobs and careers and like it or not, it is going to impinge on band time. Um, but our hope is, is that we can get this thing moving to the point that um, it makes sense to spend more time on it. Uh, it's difficult to do when we're not making an income doing this, uh, but it's easier to rationalize when we're actually making money. It's, you know, yeah. sad to say it, it, you got to be practical and it comes down to money. So I, you know, my days are 15, 16, 17 hours long, and that's outside of I bleed mercury. And it's really difficult to feed this beast, the time and the resources and the money that it requires. So while it can be frustrating, you want things to move as quickly as possible. Uh, at the same time, you got to be, you know, don't be a jerk. You got to understand that other people have other obligations as well. And in all fairness to Spides, you know, he's a busy man. He's got a family. He's got a career. And, uh, you know, there's been the learning curve of having to deal with just like the recording software that we use to record our audio tracks. Um, that's something that neither he nor I have had, we have a lot of prior experience with. So 
I mean, fortunately, it's a kind of thing you only have to learn once, but there is a learning curve there. So that is a really ridiculously long answer, isn't it? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, so just a couple things I want to touch base on there. You mentioned you get 16, 17 hour days, like your work right. day, it sounds like. Uh -huh. What do you do for a full-time job? So I do a number of things. I do marketing and promotion, um, obviously for Ibling Mercury as well. Uh, I have done and continue to do off and on uh, contract work <clears throat> for the private uh, security industry. Um, I do, I have spent the last year attempting to um, jump as, I wish I could say jump into real estate, <laughs> uh, but that is a business that just, it requires a lot of time and money and education to uh, get rolling. And I am still pursuing it, um, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be in real estate, but I plan to be. Um, Hopefully, I believe Mercury can uh, be successful enough that I can finance some of my real estate activities with I believe Mercury, but it remains to be seen. Everybody seems to think that we're we're going to be huge rock stars, and I guess that would be really cool. Uh, I've got a few years under my belt now, so I have different ambitions than I did when I was young and stupid. How many people are currently in the band? So three at this point, uh, I play, obviously I play guitar and do uh, the main vocals. Spides plays bass. Uh, he has assisted immensely in the lyric writing process, which has been a huge help um, because it's super tedious for me to turn out decent lyrics. Uh, it just, man, it, it just takes so much out of me. And he is a fantastic lyric writer, by the way. Uh, and then Jared uh, handles all of our, uh, he goes by Mr. Spender. Nice. Uh, he handles all of the oh. programming, uh, all of the, the drum beats and programming and synthesizers, all of the electronic, I call it the cyber stuff. Mm -hmm. So all of the kind of cyber futuristic elements of our sound mm -hmm. are courtesy of Mr. Spender. He, he handles all that stuff, which is great because I don't know the first thing about it. So he handles the drum tracks, remotely? all the drum tracks, the synthesizers, the samples, uh, all of the electro cyber futuristic stuff. Hmm. So how, since your start with this, I know you mentioned you have some demos out, how mm -hmm. many released to the general public right now, if I was to go and look, how many songs are out with your 20 years of doing this? So I, unless you could sleuth something out that has slipped under the radar, we've pulled all that stuff because we really want to make sure that the first song we release has been properly mixed and mastered and really uh, represents us in a professional way. You know, those those other songs are demos and we don't, we don't feel that would be really putting our best foot forward. So we pulled that stuff, hopefully all of it, uh, in, in anticipation for the, uh, the actual mixed mastered song that's coming soon. It's called resist. Uh, in fact, I, I let you guys hear an early mix version of that song. Uh, final mix will be much different, much improved. We actually just recently did an early release listening party for that song, Resist, uh, because pressure has just been relentless. People want to hear the music. And we understand that, but we weren't ready for it. <laughs> TL, do you uh, understand you have pressure to release? People want to hear, it's not like they want to hear the whole album. They want to hear one song. So my thing is, aren't right. you nervous just in general with this big hype that you've created? You got the look, you got all this stuff. People want to know, you know, that you have fans right now. Is part of you a little <laughs> right. nervous about the hype that you've created and, and you're not sure if the music will be able to match the hype? Yeah, that is a fantastic question. And the thought has crossed my mind and every time it does, I kind of smile to myself in amusement because the answer is no, absolutely not. I'm really not the least bit nervous because, you know, we've been at our craft for many years and I spent many years 
specifically chasing and learning exactly what goes in to creating a catchy song. What makes a song not just get stuck in your head? Because I think like most of us, sometimes a terrible song gets stuck in your head and it's, it's quite annoying, mm -hmm. but we want to create catchy music that gets stuck in your head for the right reasons. Okay. Well, what specifically, what exactly goes into making that happen? And I spent years as a musician learning exactly what the answer is to that question. So not only do we have, I think a pretty good bead on our audience, which is, I mean, if you are a fan of OzFest type bands, if, if you could see yourself at an OzFest, you would probably enjoy our music. Now, mm -hmm. we have drilled down into much finer specifics when it comes to our tar target audience, for sure. But um, in general, if, if that's you, then you're probably going to like what, what we're putting together. And going beyond that, we've made a great effort to ensure that the songs are very catchy, they get stuck in your head for the right reason, and you want to listen to them again. Uh, we try never to wear, our, wear out our welcome when it comes to our music. Uh, so generally the songs are short and sweet. Now the, ones, the one that I let you guys hear is the longest song that we have, I think it clocks in at five minutes, 20 seconds, which for us is quite long. Most of our songs are right at about three minutes. So uh, we try not to uh, overstay our welcome. Uh, I, Mr. Spender has told me on many occasions, and I agree with him. He says, the last thing that you want is for somebody to look at their watch when they're listening to your music. So we, we have worked very hard to create catchy music, and we've had amazing feedback from some pretty unusual places uh, that have really uh, solidified in our mind that musically we're on the right track. So I really have no doubt that when it hits, people are going to respond to it uh, in a positive fashion. Excellent. I got a question for you. Uh -huh. Sure, Rob. I'd love to hear from you. I know I don't I don't talk much, but I was curious. You know, you have a this big fan base, and if you can if you can tell who of the fan base, like how many of them are there for the music and how many of them are sort of there for the, the vibe, you know, and the aesthetic, sort of, maybe. Yeah. The aesthetic, the mystique sort of just, they just find it interesting, but you know, they're not, they're probably not the ones putting the pressure on you to release music. You know, they just enjoy it, but sure. Yeah. That's another fantastic question. And, oh my and I... God. DL, can I just stop you? I'm sorry. Can I just stop does... you for a second? I hijacked these things because this is, we did this on Tuesday. Why uh -huh. is it? Just please. You seem like a reasonable guy. Okay. Why is it that I ask you 50 questions? I did get, that's a really good question. I did we finally. Got one. But yeah. why can't, is he that good DL? Is he that good that he deserves a compliment? I'm sure it was just luck. Thank you. Yeah. See, okay. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Just let me calm down. All right, he doesn't want me to do good. No, know? no, it, it, <laughs> no. It's a whole thing. I can't really get into it right now. But yeah, like I need to, you know, just yeah. All right, go ahead, DL. I'm sorry. It was a great question, Rob. Go ahead. Well, they, they happen to have been questions regarding issues that I actually have spent a lot of time thinking about. Like, you know, we've we've made this impact. What is going to be the response when we actually release music? Um, so that is something I've given a lot of thought to, That's and I'm very question. confident that people are going to dig it. Mm. And as far as what is how that's going to hash out when we release music, um, I think there's there's little doubt that people have shown up. I mean, there, there's only been our appearance and our aesthetic and the way that we communicate with people and interact with people, mm -hmm. which we strive to do in a very personable, non rock star kind of way robin newell welcome to the i bleed mercury coven uh, i like to talk to people as though they're an actual person and i like them to treat me like i'm an actual person mm -hmm. and dispense with this uh this arrogance that seems to uh that so many wannabe rock stars carry around with them and i think that's attracted a lot of people um I'm not too worried about it. You know, there will 
probably be people that say, yeah, I just like your aesthetic. I don't like your music at all. I, I can't stand your music. In fact, I'm just going to keep hanging around because I think you guys are cool. Okay. All right. right. Hey, whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. And there will be people I anticipate that uh, may only hear our music and then you know, they'll discover the aesthetic side of I bleed mercury and be completely turned off about it mm. and say, well, I can't stand your look. I can't stand the aesthetic of I bleed mercury, but I love the music. Uh, so I imagine there will be many people on both sides of the coin and probably quite a few right down the middle. Uh, who knows? Um, something that you mentioned that was interesting to me was, um, you know, when, when you mentioned about asking, uh, so many questions and, um, you know, the, the joke that you didn't want him to do good, which yes. you know, <laughs> that's hilarious, but you know, that, that was something that I, I have thought about also, you know, that was a great comment, you know, because, you. uh, as I have learned that I need to relinquish control, if I'm going to attract See? good people mm -hmm. into the world of I bleed mercury and be a part of our team and help us be successful. You're right. Um, I've had to also be okay with relinquishing the spotlight. You know, it's not all about, you know, Mr. DL mercury. And I've really had to realize that that's a good thing because there will be people that resonate very deeply with Spidey, but not much with me. And that's a good thing for I bleed mercury. So he's an asset that he brought to the game that I didn't. And I, I you know, because I can, I can be quite an e egotistical jerk, <laughs> mm, yes. uh, but that's not in the best interest of I bleed mercury. So I really had to learn to uh, al allow him to be a driving force in this project. And I'm grateful that, uh, I, I came to that realization because it's only been an asset for Ivy Mercury, because for sure, there are many people that resonate very deeply with Spidey. He's a beautiful, uh, he's a beautiful guy. I love him like a brother. We've been friends, you know, nearly 30 years now. And, um, so yeah, that was just interesting that you said that because it reminded me of the time where I realized, okay, I need to shut my ego down yes. a peg or two and allow Spidey to be the asset to I bleed Mercury that he is. Uh, so what you're saying is I need to look in the mirror and do some self-reflecting and realize that my Spidey, which is Rob, <laughs> totally is an asset to yeah. Reality Tonic. What you're saying is he's good for this show and I need to realize that. If you've honestly that right? determined that he's an asset, um, yeah. I, that would be my unsolicited advice. You can Thank tell you. me to go to hell, but uh, no. yeah. Oh, I'm well, an asset. No, Rob is an asset, certainly. And for everybody out there, I love Rob. Actually, somebody made a comment love today. You're too. a little too hard on Rob. And the reason why I'm hard on Rob is because I love him. I like it. And DL, I don't know how to love because <laughs> I'm somewhat like you. I'm like a vampire. So uh -huh. let's talk about love for a second. You sure. get a lot of love on TikTok and a lot of, seems like a lot of girls, you know, they join the coven, you know, everything's all sexy. Hey, can you hiss in the camera for me? They ask you to do some wacky stuff. Um, Certainly. Happy. What's the craziest thing someone's asked you to do? I know you can you can do video shout outs. You offer those, or at least you did for a little while. Um, we did, but we were flooded. So I'm trying to catch up. I'm like 80 behind. Uh, 80 behind. So people yeah. are reaching out to you via email and saying, hey, can you give me a video shout out to my friend or do whatever they ask a request and for right. you to record it, right? Mm -hmm. And so what is, did you get anything wild? Any wild requests uh, for those? There are... <laughs> There are, there's many people actually that will, you know, they'll ask if I'm single, if I'm available. Uh, that's, that's pretty common. Um, they'll ask if I'm available for marriage, uh, wow. which I'm not. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I am taken. Um, nothing, you know, the, the, there's pretty strong innuendo there. Uh, I don't, that I recall nobody's been uh, outright vulgar, 
Um, but there's been a very strong nudge and a wink, and it's pretty clear what what their intent is. Uh, and and that's you know amusing, and I you know we're grateful for the response. It's been absolutely incredible that people are so uh, <laughs> jacked up on I bleed mercury. It, it's absolutely amazing, and I'm truly uh, grateful to everyone for that. I don't think anybody's really crossed the line, but there there have been a few people who have uh, behaved poorly in other ways, and. Uh, there have been a couple of people who I have, um, they've given me cause to worry about their mental health, um, you know, admonitions to please turn them into a vampire, you know, my life is so horrible, I'm so depressed, will you please make me a vampire, you know, just outrageous stuff like that. And uh, unfortunately, that mentality of looking for something to fix you whether regardless of, you know, it's for a lot of people, it's food or drugs or alcohol, alcohol is a drug. I don't know why we separate them <laughs> or gambling or man, whatever your fix for what is deeply wrong with you is ultimately not going to fix you. And those are just very sad, uh, lonely, hurting souls who I cannot, unfortunately, really do much to help. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, um, again, nobody really crossing the line, but there have been a few who are in uh, really bad shape and, uh, really depressed and dealing with a lot of problems. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, I, I wish I could help those people. Um, and usually it's very difficult to reach those people. Um, unfortunately the way the game of life is set up, uh, it seems that, a, a person gets help and starts making changes in their life only when they're good and ready. And um, it's not something that you can do for somebody. Uh, we are, we're a band, you know, we're here to entertain people. And I don't, I don't have a degree in counseling. There are people that say that I'm a great communicator and, and they will come to me asking for advice and it's like, hell, man, I don't know. I've, I've spent most of my life stumbling my way through the darkness, making mostly bad decisions. If I know anything at all, it's only the wisdom that I've gained from making terrible mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, but I, I am sure that there will be, a, it just gets more and more ridiculous. Um, at this point, I've had people ask me to marry them. Um, give it time. I'm sure it's just going to get more and more outrageous. Mm -hmm. So just so we're clear, you have no control over making somebody a vampire, right? So people shouldn't be reaching out to you asking that request, right? That is absolutely correct. Okay. I, I, I was curious, like, how... I don't think it's something any rational person would... If you had the power <laughs> to do that, would you do it? And I think most rational people would say, no, I wouldn't. And that, of course, is the correct answer. Yes. Is it, what were you going to say, Ron? I, I was going to say, like, so like, you know, vampire culture and stuff like that. Is that something you've always been interested in? Or, you know, growing up, you were interested in it? Or, you know, when did that become sort of in your life, you know? Initially, no, not at all. Um, I think it was back around 1994. I had known about and a lot of friends were raving about the Anne Rice novels. And I didn't really have any interest in and wading through those, but I by chance picked up one of Michael Romke's books. I think it was I Vampire. And his writing just absolutely drew me in. It just hooked me. And I read all of the books hmm. in his vampire series that he had written. And uh, they're fantastic books, uh, fantastic premise. You know, his vampires are more biological creatures and less supernatural ones. Mm -hmm. So in his books, there's a lot of science, at least a half-hearted attempt for there to be science-based explanation, uh, explanations for things. And that really, it really attracted me, uh, aside from the fact that he's a, he's a great writer, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, even then, though, I did not have any designs in, in doing a band uh, like this, it was, it was uh, 
the concept and the aesthetics of I Believe Mercury were kind of synthesized over the course of uh, the inception of the project going back about, oh, 2001, 2002, I was thinking of doing music in a different vein, something a bit more commercial, a little more radio friendly versus what I had been doing in the past. And so from that time until I would say maybe 2005 or six, I was working on okay, what is I Bleed Mercury going to look like? What are the aesthetics going to be? What is, what's the story going to be behind I Bleed Mercury? And I found over time that, well, I was really inspired by, by bands and music that kind of straddled genres. Uh, so if you look at bands like Circle of Dust, Static X, Rammstein, uh, their music tends to have strong elements of traditional hard rock and metal, you know, drums, bass, and guitar. And there's a strong electronic element too, where you have samples, uh, synthesizers, um, and strange abstract sounds that are conceived of in the digital realm. And so they're taking these two elements, traditional hard rock music and electronic industrial music, and kind of bringing them together into a sound that to my ears still sounds very futuristic. And I have always been in love with, well, what they call nowadays futurism, you know, looking towards the future in anticipation of hopefully uh, amazing things that are yet to come. And I've always been fascinated by the future, future technology. And so over time, I bleed mercury in my mind became a project where, okay, if you took the concept of the theater de vampire uh, from the Anne Rice novels, which was in, in her fictional universe, it was a theater uh, that was run by vampires pretending to be humans, mm. pretending to be vampires. Well, what if you took that same concept and you fast forward 250 years, you know, into a kind of neo-noir cyberpunk future you know this this band of hard rock musicians you know uh vampires pretending to be humans pretending to be vampires uh -huh. and i loved the concept uh it was something that had not to my mind been done before you know the uh usually the the vampire mythos is something that is uh, presented in either a modern or a classical setting victorian setting it's not something you usually see in a futuristic or near future kind of aesthetic or, or setting. And so it was really just kind of bringing all of these elements together uh, gradually that became I Bleed Mercury. And that's something that's only happened, you know, fairly uh, recently. But I loved, you know, traditional metal and hard rock. And it was just combining that with uh, electronic music, which I also love as well. Everything from synth pop, synth wave, industrial, electronica, trance music. I'm a big fan of uh, Goa trance projects like uh, Cosmosis and Astral Projection, even modern stuff, modern retro, you name it. I love electronic music. Mm -hmm. So on the sound side of things, taking those elements and bringing them together and then combining with a futuristic, uh, vampy sort of aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And uh, my hope, fingers crossed, was that it would take off and people would resonate with it. And it looks like it has. DL, how does it feel to be considered a sexy vampire rock star? Uh, is, is that even, is that even in, is that reality? I'm, I'm not even sure if that's true. Well, number one for me, it is. Number two, for all of your TikTok followers out there, you don't. Do you read the comments? Do you read what people are talking to you about and that they what they love, how much they love you, and they can join a coven, right? That's what you mentioned, a coven. Well, yes, we we kind of felt that uh, coven was on brand. That's actually a phrase that we use a lot inside, you know, behind the curtain of I Bleed Mercury on the business side of things. Uh, we we use that a word we use the phrase on brand a lot to maintain to attempt to maintain a connection with our audience and make sure that what we're doing is going to connect with them. 
but yes, I do. Uh, I do read the comments. Uh, there's, they're so plentiful. It's virtually impossible to mm -hmm. keep up with them. I wish that, that I could connect more directly one-on-one -on -one with people more of the time, but there's just not enough hours in the day. And that's regrettable because I want people to know how grateful we are for their support. It's been immense, but yeah, I, I do read the comments and it just, uh, it's surreal. In fact, in the band, we, we refer to it as Picasso. It's just so, it was so unexpected and it's so, um, it's, it's nuts. Well, we, listen, we, you better get used to it. it. It's happening. You know, I'm not in La La Land when I read these things, I read it, I hear it. Um, <clears throat> you're phenomenal. Now, let me ask you with this hype that's going on, does your family know about anything that you do? Like when, when you have Christmas morning dinner or, you know, a Christmas morning or, you know, a Thanksgiving dinner, do they know what you're up to with this stuff? Do they bring it up. Well, most of, most of my family, um, are no longer on this earth. <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. Sorry. Uh, well, um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know that's a terrible thing to say. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, th there's not many left and not many left that I have much of a relationship with. Uh, there's a couple and, um, let's see, I guess one of them does, and they are just tickled to death by it. They, you know, they think it's wonderful and it's amazing. And, um, yeah, they're, and everybody that does know about what's going on with Ibley Mercury, uh, in my personal life is, uh, very enthusiastic about it. They're blown away by it. Just like I am. Um, they think it's wonderful and I don't want to say that it isn't wonderful. Um, but as I said, you know, I've got a few years under my belt and your ambitions change, you know, um, there's a time when you're young that you think that living on the road in a party that never ends is an amazing way to live. And, I think that if I could go back and do anything differently about my youth, it would be that I would do that less and I would have built a family and I would have done other things that unfortunately I, I can't pursue those things now at this stage in my life. But, um, the, the few people that are aware, I would say are, uh, tickled to death by it. And, uh, but, but generally as I'm going about my business, I do so very quietly, very much below the radar uh, now, that's not to say that I have any qualms about going out in public as, you know, uh, my more fl flamboyant self. I, in fact, you can bet on it. That's going to happen because I think it's going to make for a great YouTube video. Mm -hmm. uh, many people have asked me, um, usually sarcastically, that, but that's fine. I'm pretty thick skinned. I don't actually really mind the trolls. Uh, I actually have a lot of fun at their expense, but um, so many people have asked me that question now that I think, yeah, at this point, I've got to just walk around town one night and get reactions from people. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was going to ask you, you touch base on it a little bit. You have some haters out there, right? We uh -huh. get some trolls. How do you handle that? And what's, what's something nasty? What's the nastiest thing you think you've heard from somebody so far? Nastiest thing. It's really hard to say because first of all, dealing with, with trolls or anybody who doesn't like you for whatever reason, they don't like your religion. They don't like your politics. They don't like the way you dress, whatever it is. The key to dealing with trolls or anybody who doesn't like you or somebody who's bullying you begins with your mindset. And it might require more of a profound shift in, in your mindset than <laughs> it might require an extreme shift. For me, it comes pretty easily because, I mean, I don't, it doesn't bother me, not in the least. These are words on the internet. They, they mean less than nothing to me. So the way that I deal with trolls uh, and dealt with them up until very recently was that I just, I, I had fun with them. I, I considered them and I would even mention this during a live stream. I, I would say that you know, I would welcome the trolls, please guys show up because the audience, our audience is immensely entertained watching me clown you guys on your dime on your time. 
you know, I consider you unpaid employees of iBleed Mercury. And if that's, if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to render service to iBleed Mercury for free, uh, I would be a fool not to accept. And our audience absolutely loved it. They loved watching me clown the trolls. The issue arose when, uh, in, in fact, this was just a few weeks ago, during a live stream, a troll was muted and they went to TikTok and complained that we were bullying and harassing them. And unfortunately, I don't think TikTok really has the infrastructure to really engage in any kind of really effective uh, monitoring or administrative uh, type. You, you know, they, it's, it's all handled by an algorithm. And so TikTok sided with the troll and we were banned from live streaming for one week. And unfortunately, it was just really clear at that point that um, when a troll shows up, they just have to be immediately blocked. Because if we start clowning them, they can always report us for harassment or bullying, and then we're left with the penalty. And that's not cool. I wish it wasn't that way because I that was one thing about the live stream that I really looked forward to is troll showing up and, uh, and just having fun with the trolls. And a side effect of that is that it really, I guess not that we need it, but it really solidified people's uh, loyalty of I bleed mercury, you know, they really loved watching how I handled the trolls. And it just it, it strengthened their resolve, you know, it just made them that much more hardcore of an I bleed mercury fan. Um, hopefully, at some point in the future, things will change because I would love for the trolls to come back. I had a blast uh, clowning them and and it it did wonders for our numbers. So uh, yeah, there's there's my take on trolls. Embrace the trolls, embrace the haters. Mm -hmm. uh, you can use them and abuse them as unpaid employees for your endeavors. And uh, you don't have to pay them a red cent, but if you know how to handle them, uh, you're, I think you'll find that your audience is, is going to uh, just be so entertained by that. And hey, we're entertainers, so. Mm -hmm. I love they probably, that. They secretly like you. They just don't know how to. Well, dude, they're sticking around. You know what yeah, I mean? These you know people what I mean? will sit there for 20 minutes and just talk garbage. And they're just yeah. there watching him do what he's doing right now. So exactly. you can't hate him that much. Yeah, to, to sit there and waste their time, like you said, you know, <laughs> waste their time, you know, they That's right. I think they like it, you know, so. I'm very, I'm really time cognizant. And, you know, I mentioned that I'm working on getting into real estate. I mean, in mere minutes, deals can blossom or disappear that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Time is valuable. Mm. And if people started treating their time with more value, if they started valuing their own time, I think their lives would change. So I really appreciate when a troll who apparently has nothing better to do uh, comes into our live stream and hangs out for a half hour and provides free content and entertainment for our audience. I mm. mean, I think that's fantastic. And as I said, I don't have to pay him a penny. So it, it works out. Uh, it worked out great. Like I said, I, I truly do hope it changes in the future because I want the bullies and the trolls to show up. And the few times I don't, I haven't done this and I wouldn't do it. I, I satisfied my curiosity, but I looked a few times and 10 times out of 10, these trolls have like two, three followers. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of haters. And, and they're, and they're probably just sock accounts. So yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not people who have anything really going in life. They're not people who are pursuing any yeah. weighty long-term ambition. Uh, they, they don't have much going on. And proof is the fact that they're trolling. Because anybody, any rational person would be doing just about anything but trolling. Out of all of the things that you can do, if trolling is the most attractive thing, I mean, yeah. eating an ice cream cone is more enjoyable yeah. than trolling. To me, that's a higher use of my time than trolling. So if that's what you're left with, I mean, I actually pity you. You know, that's a that's mm. a pretty pathetic, sorry existence. Yeah. But you uh, ever, if you're willing to come into our live stream and, and talk smack, I am happy to abuse you at uh, your expense. <laughs> 
Yeah. Our audience loves it. And um, that's my thought on trolls. You think you could sell a house dress how you are right now? Do you think that's possible? Uh, my, uh, my instinct would be to say no. But I have had people, because it's a common question that we get, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what do you do for a living? What are you doing when you're not doing I Believe Mercury? And uh, so we get that question a lot. And I, I always answer, you know, I'm working on getting involved in real estate. I do uh, contract work for the private security industry. I do marketing and promotion. Um, so we get the question a lot. And I've had many people say, like, they've just offered this. I haven't tried to coerce or coax this answer out of them. They have said, yeah, I would buy a house from you. <laughs> I, was, I was literally just going to say that. Oh, man. All right. Hey, cool. You know, yeah, uh, maybe why not? the idea is that uh, if uh, if you're willing to look like how I look, that uh, you must be pretty transparent, I guess. I don't know, man. Uh, hey, I don't listen, know. It, wild, wild things happen in this world, but um, love all the success. We're just growing and growing. But as of right now, if I were to look at iBleed Mercury, I'd find a, a, a very well-maintained website. There's nothing really on the YouTube channel, but things are going to be released. Can you tell our audience right now? They're all excited. I need to listen to I Bleed Mercury. Where can we find you when the time comes? And when, DL? Music will be released very soon. Let's see. We are in June. What the hell is today? June 12th. 12th. Today's the 12th. Um, So the dominoes fall the way they should, and we will have the mixed, mastered, pro, Spotify, public, ready for public consumption version of Freezist, ready and released before the end of next month. However, if everything works out this week, we'll have another early release listening party for an early mix of more music. Will it be Resist? I don't know. Will it be another song? I don't know. We'll leave that up in the air. But uh, we'll have something for the coven uh, very soon. Wow, that is great. Now, when you do make announcements, where can we find you right now to check out all your content? Please promote, promote. You're, you're right. I, I, I missed that part of your question. So um, probably would be our Discord group. And the best way for people to join the Discord, and that's where we do most of our communicating with our fans, uh, best way to get into the Discord would be to go to our website, which is ibleedmercury.com. I think that's terribly clever because it's also the name of the band. Nobody is, I've never gotten props for that. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's great. It's excellent. I, th- I think it's fantastic. So you go to ibleedmercury.com, uh, click the contact button, and we'll send you an invite to join the Discord group. And that's where we disseminate all of our news, new announcements, and things of that nature. But mm. uh, we'll have more music uh, very soon. I would say definitely within the next week and a half, we'll, we'll put together another listening party. Uh, this is something that we're doing to kind of keep people engaged because again, we did not expect everybody to be so enthusiastic and be leaning on us so hard for music. So we're, we're doing this to, uh, to kind of feed that, that desire mm. and, and keep people in our sphere uh, you know, I suppose, you know, some people are, are going to become impatient and say, well, screw you guys. Uh, I guess that's to be expected, but, um, we appreciate that, that people are so enthusiastic. We want to give them something. We want it to be good. You know, we, we don't want it to be half-assed and we, we want it to be well put together. Um, but we will have an early release listening party for more music very soon. Like I said, within the next week and a half, uh, we should have that ready. Now, you guys, uh, you heard the early mix version of Resist, right? We did. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. What uh, were I your thoughts it. on that? So I wasn't even going to bring it up because I didn't know how confidential it was. <clears throat> but I will tell you and I will tell my audience, it is a banger. Yeah. It It is good. It is good. Yeah, and sweet I'm, guitar I'm, riffs yeah, too. Really, you know? It's like right up my alley too. It's like, like what you just said, a blend of... You know, I know it's yeah. only one song and stuff, but there's blends of stuff. Like, I love Static X. I love, Ram- like, that whole genre, Ramstein, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, very excited about it. So, I think um, if you're into that kind of music, certainly, certainly check it out um, once it's out. Um, it, I think it's great. I think it's great. It's definitely not yeah, anything so- to be like, it's not an eye roller. It's not, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it's good. You can really, I, I'm going to listen to it again when we're done. You know, so. Awesome. 
That's fantastic. Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Rob, do you have anything for your DL? Only last question for me is like, is there ever a time you guys do a live show or is that, is it just going to be kind of strictly, you know, studio stuff? We absolutely want to play live and mm -hmm. barring some unforeseen catastrophe, watch the asteroids going to hit now. Yeah. Just yeah. because I said that, um, you know, barring something totally unforeseen. Yeah, we absolutely want to get out on the road. And, we're, you know, that's another thing that people are really pushing us on is when are you going to go on tour? And it's people from all over the world, hmm. even South Africa. I don't know how the hell that happened. We had somebody show up from Pakistan. Everybody is asking us, when are you going to go on tour? When can we see you play live? And we definitely want to. Um, so my guess would be that if everything goes well, and I believe Mercury is able to generate enough of an interest that we can justify and fund a tour, we'll, we'll absolutely do that. And my guess would be, I mean, winters in Salt Lake are a little harsh. Um, so travel can be an issue, but um, everything goes well, I would say as early as fall. Uh, or wow. perhaps early next year. And I'm definitely interested in doing like live concerts, uh, which fortunately with modern technology, you can do that now. And Spidey and I have, uh, we've had a few initial uh, conversations about doing that, doing some uh, live internet only concerts. Hmm. Uh, but for sure, we want to actually physically get out there and play live. Uh, best case scenario, I would say this fall, we should have by that time, we'll probably have four or five songs out um, because we plan on releasing a series of singles, uh, a new single every, let's say, roughly six to eight weeks. Cool. And by that time, we should have anywhere from four to five singles out there in the wild. And uh, fingers crossed, I believe Mercury will be doing well enough that we can justify going on tour. Really, ultimately, what it comes down to are the numbers. Um, if, if the numbers line up and we're not going to end up completely in the red, then yeah, absolutely. We definitely want to play live. Cool. Uh, so again, my, my guess would be best case scenario in the fall. Great. Well, we would love to see you here in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, we would love to just We've check you out online people from Massachusetts actually. Uh, oh, good. Ask us when the hell we're going to get yeah, over there. We yeah. certainly love to have, we welcome you here with open arms. Um, wish you all the best in your success. And you. Um, do you have any questions for me, DL? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a point in time where I will be pursuing a podcast myself. So I may be Ooh. knocking on your door, uh, figuratively speaking, asking for some advice. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I'm a world-renowned podcaster, <laughs> so I'd be certainly happy to help. Um, DL, I have one last question for you. If you don't I think you guys are going to take off. Don't Thanks, quit. Brother. Appreciate yeah, it. Don't no. quit. Don't thank quit. You. Yeah, thank, thank you. As you. long as I don't act up with Rob, I will not. Um, I <laughs> yeah. just, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to look in the mirror. I'm going to cut it out and realize that Rob is an asset and that the people around are all part of the Reality Tonic family and to utilize them to my advantage so that yeah, I can overturn baby. everything anyways. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but DL. Remember the hockey stick. There's there's this long period of, of effort and you yes. wonder why you're doing what you're doing and wondering if it's worth it Keep going. and the tragedy is that you quit before that line turns into a hockey stick and it mm, shoots into the stratosphere so I'm just don't quit one. keep doing what you're doing i think you guys have a great podcast i think you're thank fantastic you. there's no reason that you shouldn't uh be taking off thank you man i appreciate that very much what was your question yeah. i'm sorry my question <laughs> you know while you look different than some people in society, right? While you certainly have, you know, you're a rock star and all those things. There's certain things that we have common ground on. So I'm going to ask you a question that I asked the common person. <clears throat> DL, do you like grilling? Grilling? Yes. Uh, like barbecuing? Absolutely. Okay, 100%. great. Well, guess what? So do I. So do we here at Reality Tonic. There is a website out there, DL. Now, I know you're in Salt Lake, okay? A little, a little, far, a little far away, different time zone and everything. But if you go on to www.grillyourassoff.com, 
You can get all your grilling essentials. You want some seasonings. You want a spatula. You want some tools, right? Some grilling essentials. You know, you want a thermometer. Okay. You want an apron. You want some t-shirts. You want any type of apparel. You want some sauces. They have some fire sauce. You go to www.grillyourassoff.com. The best part is, DL, if you type in promo code REALITYTONIC at checkout, you get yourself 15% off. Okay. 10 10%. No, no, I think it's actually 15. Yeah, I don't know. It's it debatable 15. if it's 10 or 15. I, I get a triple check. But DL, for you, even if you don't get, if you just get the 10, I'll compensate you for the other 5%. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to figure that out on my end. We'll make it work. But if you go on to www.grillyourassoff.com, you can get all your grilling essentials and be sure to put in promo code Reality Tonic at checkout. Sound good? I actually just wrote it down. And the, uh, the better half is very much into grilling too. So uh, I'm sure mm -hmm. she'll be interested to get on there and spend money very good please nice. spend money if you know you're gonna make some money and if you want to help your friends out too you know do that do that promo code because she gets herself a beautiful discount um thank you for touching base on my very very last question that i forgot to ask you're taking dl right sorry to all the girls out there uh, i i am yeah taking. yeah well her name is rosie and she's just an incredible blessing mm. well rosie good for you for snagging this one um He's a solid dude. And I thank, thank you, you very much. Um, and so that is it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Okay. Wake up to reality. To reality. To reality.